the former president is still banned from Facebook, and Liz Cheney might be banned from the GOP conference. Hey, girls and guys, I'm Brandy with an I, and this is Did You Hear the News? Where do I really even start? What a crazy week. Like, I thought that things were starting to cool down, and then suddenly everything was like, no. Ha, 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 ha. So, let's start with our current president. He's been crisscross applesauce across the nation trying to sell his Americans jobs and family plans because America is the only place where you have the big people to actually let the government help them. So he's been to a bridge that he went to today where he made a speech. Um, This bridge apparently is about like 25 years behind construction for I guess like you know updates or whatever so he went there he went to um last Friday he went to Amtrak because I think it's like their 50th anniversary so he's just been all across the world or the nation basically um trying to sell his plan to people and you would think it would be easy but It never really is. Once again, his American Jobs Plan is his plan that includes infrastructure. And I think it's very important that I stop there. The argument from Republicans has been that it's an infrastructure bill that isn't all infrastructure. And I think the issue here is that the messaging is off on both sides. The American Jobs Plan is that, a jobs plan. It includes infrastructure, but it also includes other things like money for, you know, health care workers and uh, senior citizens and stuff like that. All of the nice things that I laid out a few episodes ago. Then you have the second part, which is the American Families plan that has the money for community college and child care and paid sick leave, all of that stuff like paid and family leave, all of that is a part of the American Families plan. That is all a part of the Build Back Better plan, which was three parts. The first part was the American Rescue plan, which is where we got those stimulus checks. And all of that money to help fight the pandemic that we're in. So three-part plan, build back better. It includes a lot of things. They're very wide-reaching plans. And so, of course, I understand why the president has to go and tout it, basically, because people don't know. They either don't watch his speeches or they don't read the news so like he has to go out and say here's my plan this is what's in my plan this is what I think my plan will do 
I need you to support it. I need you to call your senators. You know, your Republican senators who refuse to vote for anything that I do, even if it will help you. I need you to call them and tell them that you like this plan. Like, I need you to know what's in the plan so that you can like the plan, so that you can voice that you like the plan, so that it makes it even harder for Republicans to fight back against the plans. And of course, it's been hard. They have no real reasons why they don't really like these plans besides the basics of it's not infrastructure. It's going to put us in debt, even though they didn't care about that when they gave tax cuts to corporations. So they don't have any real responses. Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana was on Fox News with Chris Wallace, who asked him, hey, you know, if President Biden's plan wants to give hundred billions of dollars for child care, like wouldn't that help your state? And Bill Cassidy's all like, I mean, I don't know, but all I know is if my constituents think that they're gonna get a bridge, they're not getting a bridge from this plan. All of that money's gonna be split across states and chris wallace is like okay but like we looked it up and basically the poverty rate for children in louisiana is 25 percent. one in four children are in poverty in louisiana like 42 percent of families or parents say they can't afford child care so wouldn't money towards child care help your state And Bill Cassidy is still like, well, I don't know. I don't know if that would help. And it's like, it's not a trick question. Like, yes, it would be helpful if those 42% of people actually had help paying for childcare. It's, It's not that hard, Bill. It's not that hard. I know it's hard for you to say, hey, I legit can't support this because that's where the Republican Party is going right now and we can't support anything that the president is doing. Like, But we know you're not going to say that. So you, instead, you're just going to pretend like you don't know if families that are struggling f- to get child care would actually be helped by money to get them child care. Whatever. Anyways, that's just one example of why the president has just been crisscross applesauce across this nation trying to sell to you people his plans for the future and how to pay for them. Tax the rich. I'm 100% behind it. All in all, I will say the most amusing part of the president's trip for me so far has been the picture that he took with the Carters. And no, I'm not talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce. I literally had people on Facebook who thought that when I said Flotus and POTUS with the Carters that I meant (laughs) President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama with Jay-Z and Beyonce. And no, that's not what I mean. (laughs) President Joe Biden and his wife, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, went to meet with the Carters last week when he stopped in Georgia because, you know, President Carter is up there in age. 
He couldn't come to the inauguration. It was cold out there and I totally understand. Bernie didn't want to be there either. So they just stopped by his house really quick to see how him and his wife were doing. And they took this picture and oh my God, bless all of their hearts. Bless them. It looked like President Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden First Lady Dr. Jill Biden were giant-sized compared to not only the Carters, but like everything in their house. Now, clearly it was a trick of the camera lens and the photographer had to come out and explain that like, you know, it was a wide lens, but he didn't have enough room to like back the camera up. So... It just ended up making the picture look distorted. But oh my God, when I tell you, I laughed at that picture for days and days. If I saw the picture now, I'd get a good hearty chuckle out of it. It's just so funny. the way, And I saw people on the internet trying to say, well, you know, when people get older, they get smaller. Why are y'all picking on them? And it's like, no, no one is picking on them. Yes, older people do kind of shrink when they get smaller. Their bone mass decreases. I get that, but that was not what this picture was. Like literal giant sized is what Flotus and Potus looked like. And it was just so funny. Anyways, still a super cute moment. I'm so glad that they were able to stop by. Uh, First lady had on her lemon dress. Oh my God, it was just the cutest thing. I just thought it was so cute. But that picture was too much for me to handle. I am childish. You hear me? Childish. I am childish. Speaking of childish, a independent board of Facebook this week had to make the long-awaited decision about whether or not the former president would be able to come back from his ban on Facebook. And I mean, I have never seen, besides the election results, people wait just with absolute anxiety over results in a while. Since, since the election, I'd say. And everybody was like, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? Are they going to let him back? We don't know. So they came to a decision, I think, on Tuesday. They made us wait a whole nother day before they announced it. And they basically kind of hit Mark Zuckerberger with the one-two punch. I call him Mark Zuckerberger for reasons that if you know, you know, and that's that. Anyways, so apparently as a way to not have to make the decision, Mark was like, I'm going to put it to this independent board that like we hire, but they're still like separate of us. And the board was like, cool, that's cute, but here's the thing. We're gonna uphold the ban that you originally put on him. That's all fine and dandy. However, we can't say for sure that he can be banned forever because you don't have rules that explicitly say 
that based off of what he did, he can be banned forever. Basically, they said at the time that he was banned, he broke the rules. That was very clear. And so when you ban him at that time, it was legit. However, you don't have a set of rules that say you can ban him indefinitely. And I think that says a lot about how new social media really is and like what a time we're living in and how unprecedented it is. I don't like some children don't even remember the beginnings of Facebook, like when it was just for college kids and you had to get an invite and then they open it up to like, maybe you weren't in college, but you got an invite from someone in college. And then you could just invite anybody. Even if you weren't in college, you could send someone an invite. But like Facebook was not always just a public forum that you can join. And so it's like, the evolution is still happening with Facebook and all these social media. So basically, this board is like, look, we we get why you did it and we get what you did it for. But we don't see anything in your laws and your bylaws that says, yeah, you can keep him off of the site indefinitely. So basically, what they have done now is put the ball back in Facebook's court and it was like you have like six months to either basically write into your rules that you know you can continue to ban him or like you have to make a decision. Basically, Mark wanted to put it on someone else and they were like, we're going to hit you with a reverse card and it's going right back to you. So now there's six months that uh, they have at Facebook to determine whether or not they're going to uphold that indefinite uh, ban from Facebook. Now, here's what was really interesting that day. As soon as the board announced it, of course, of course, of course, right-wing conservatives were hollering, oh my God, censorship conservative voices are being censored and you'll pay for this Facebook you'll pay and it's like conservative voices are being censored but Tucker Carlson is like the most viewed show unfortunately ever the top 10 accounts on Facebook like the day prior were full of right-wing conservative voices. Ben Shapiro had the top spot three times. One, two, and three were posts from Ben Shapiro. So, no, you're not being censored, especially when you're crying that you're being censored on multiple platforms nationwide that's not censorship if you can still get your message out to people that's not censorship if you can still go on the television 
and get your message out to millions of people. That's not censorship. You people have more of a voice than somebody sitting at home in their basement who will likely get banned from Facebook forever for violating Facebook's terms and conditions. Like, you guys are special because you're elected officials and hither and tither and whatnot. But, like, let some regular Joe Schmo do what the former president did on Facebook. They're gone forever. Forever. But we've come to a point where we've never really had an elected official do this before on social media. So everything about the last administration, the last president was so unprecedented that it's like now we got to write rules around it. And now the question is, well, what if he runs again? Will they let him back on Facebook? What should they do? Like, what do we do? I personally, as you probably would know, was not upset about them upholding the ban. I don't think he should ever come back. I don't think he should ever come back. And I'll tell you why. Because he's still telling the same lies from months ago. At any given moment, you can look on your Instagram or your Twitter or whatever feed and see someone sharing a video of him spreading the same lies to the point where you might think the video is old. There was a video of him like last week or the week before last and people at first didn't even know if they should share it. They were like, this is old. Like, we're not going to share it. And then every like people started looking into it and they were like, no, like this is from the other day. He's telling the same lies. He has not apologized for what he did. He has not apologized for inciting the right. He hasn't taken responsibility for any of the things he did. He should not be able to come back because he's going to continue to do more of the same. And that's not to say that his message hasn't already corrupted our news feeds and timelines. He still has legit extreme supporters who are pushing his baseless lies and ideas and all of that stuff anyway. So it's not like we've been pretty much freed from the shackles of those shenanigans. It's just that his voice is not there super over amplifying it. Keep him off Facebook forever as far as I'm concerned. If anybody if I was on the board, I'd have been like, I'd keep him off forever. Keep him off forever. After rules. He ain't never care about rules. He ain't care about rules when he was in the office. After rules. Keep him off Facebook forever. Speaking of rules a judge this week ruled that some super secret memo that was used by Bill Barr to refuse to charge the former president in the first impeachment, you know, he had two of those. That memo has to be released. So if you recall, there was a first impeachment 
And there was an investigation by a gentleman by the last name of Mueller. So you probably heard of the Mueller report. And the report, when it was released, it's been heavily redacted. So it's really kind of hard to actually tell what's in the report. And it didn't help that Bill Barr basically kind of paraphrased it in his own way to make it look good. Like, it was basically like, oh, he didn't find anything, so he's not going to charge the president. But that's not really true. Basically, if I'm not mistaken, the Mueller report was like, yeah, we found things that were very concerning. Like, this whole thing is a hot mess. But we can't indict him because he's the president. Like, we're choosing not to indict him because he's currently the acting president of the United States. Which is a little different from, oh, they didn't find anything. He's been absolved. There will be no charges, right? So, basically, in the decision not to charge the president, I guess Bill Barr cited this secret memo that no one's ever seen. Um, because, you know, he, I guess, needed a reason to not charge the president. So, apparently, this memo that was at the advice of lawyers, or it contained some kind of legal advice from lawyers, is what he used as, uh, basically, he just kind of, like, put it back on this memo, saying, like, I'm not going to charge him, and this memo is why. Like, it gave me all the reasons I need to not charge and the judge was like, <laughs> girl, no. Just absolutely not. Basically, she was like, well, first of all, this is a thing you do where you kind of just don't tell the truth and basically cause a little confusion around the truth so that, you know, you don't have to be honest with Congress and the public. Like, you just kind of like, skirt around it lie by omission per se and she was like and this is what y'all do not just you but other top officials like this is a pattern that y'all doing this administration like it's what y'all were doing i see right through you and by the way i don't think you were ever gonna charge him in the first place i just think you're using that secret memo as something to fall back on for not charging the former president. So you need to put that out so everybody can see. So basically, for some reason, well, once again, I think it was because um, Barr argued that the memo had uh, advice from legal counsel. And so that was supposed to be privileged information and it couldn't be put out. But the judge was like, no, thanks. No, thanks. It needs to be released. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, They have until, I think, next week, the end of next week, to appeal the decision. So we'll see if that decision decision will be appealed and where that will go. Um, So far, we haven't really heard anything about whether there will be a a fight about that or not. But I just thought it was really interesting that a judge was like, girl, we see you. Like, we see you. And we see what you did the entire time. 
And we see how y'all cut the food, like, stop playing with us, release the memo. It was cute to me. It was really cute to me. What is not cute and is just kind of flat out embarrassing is this audit going on in Arizona right now. Oh, my God. So, (laughs) Maricopa County has been a source of ear for among Republicans and the former president. Um, You know, Arizona is normally a red state. Went blue for Joe Biden. Was one of those shockers like Georgia. And Maricopa County, for some reason, was always in the sights of the former president. It probably has something to do with people of color because everything else did. So why wasn't this? So, if I'm not mistaken, Maricopa County has been audited already before. This might be like the third or fourth audit. I know these people are tired AF, but this one was apparently brought on by like this conservative conspiracy group who were like, we need transparency. So, now they are counting these ballots again, and it's just It's a real dumpster fire. Basically, there's really like no insight for press or anyone into what's going on. So the press can't even tell you if like a normal recount would have if there are Democrats, independents, as well as Republicans there. Like if it's a fair amount of different people who can say like, if somebody challenges something, they will be there to be like, uh-uh. Like, they can't even say that because they don't know. Like, it's really strange. This group has been, like, super secret. Like, imagine Republicans screaming, there needs to be transparency, and then having a recall that is not transparent at all. Backwards, like they usually are. So... <laughs> Among the things that are really crazy is you have this one guy who was very clearly at the Capitol riots, rioting, and let me take that back. He's in a picture. I haven't seen him in a picture inside the Capitol, but he was in the crowd at the Capitol on riot day. He's in there counting ballots. He's in there counting ballots. So. I just found that interesting that he would be in there counting ballots, uh, but we can't see really what else is going on or who else is in there counting ballots. Apparently, they're using blue pens, which they're not supposed to do because apparently that messes up like the integrity of the ballots and it could make it easy for them to change ballots if they want to. And then, and this was the absolute craziest thing I think I've heard in a while. These people are using like UV blue lights to go over the ballots to make sure they're not like bamboo or something because apparently they believe that ballots were shipped from like Asia or something. I can't keep up with the crazy at this point. Like, 
That is absolutely crazy. That's like literally saying, I know that you're all Republicans in this state. This is a red state normally. And most of the officials are Republican. But I feel like you guys conspired to get Joe Biden in office. So I also feel like you should help us with the recount. Like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. That would basically be saying that the same people who are crying for a recount are also the same people that shipped in ballots from Asia made of bamboo. It's like, are y'all not tired? And unfortunately, it is going to cost the taxpayers. It always costs the taxpayers. And it's like, I don't even know what's going to come of it. But either way, it's like, the Republicans are probably going to find something that is nothing but they're going to make it a huge deal to continue pushing, number one, a lie that Trump won the election. Number two, a lie that elections are fraudulent and we need these insane laws to make it harder to vote and safer to vote when that was not the case. Like, he just lost. He just lost. And that happens sometimes. Like, sometimes people lose. You win some, you lose some, but you live. You live to fight another day. What movie is that? Tell me in the comments. Anyways, I I am tired. I don't know how these people can keep this up, honestly. I, I don't know how these people can keep the lie alive. I just don't understand. And you know who else is probably very confused at how these people are doing such? Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney. Boy, they had a week, hadn't they? (laughs) Woo! It has been a tough week for Republicans that do not support Donald Trump. Mitt Romney. The golden boy, the golden child from Utah, the Utahiest Utahan the Republican Party's ever seen, Mr. Utah, like, was booed in Utah. <laughs> this man was the Republican nominee in 2012. But in 2021, he is not the guy anymore. All because he's never really been a huge fan of Donald Trump. He voted twice to impeach him. Uh, He voted twice to convict, if I'm also not mistaken. He has always basically been like, no, I don't F with that guy. And it's crazy. Because... Mitt Romney has never strayed 
from his Republican values, he just doesn't support the former guy. And now it's like, oh, we don't get down with you. In his own state. Now, there were people there that cheered him, cheered him on, but there was a, it was a solid amount of booze. I don't know if they were like sitting near the microphones or what, but the booze were loud. And baby, when I tell you, me and Rodney looked out at the audience and said, aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> I was weak because I have been asking y'all the same thing. Like, aren't y'all embarrassed? This is not embarrassing to you. Boo that man in Utah. And Lord, Paulish Cheney. Paulish Cheney. And I don't say that because I feel sorry for her. I'm just saying. Liz Cheney is highly likely to lose her spot as the number three Republican. Now, if you recall some weeks ago, there was a vote to remove Liz Cheney from her spot as the number three Republican. However, she was able to skirt that at the time and the people moved on. Now, remember, that was a secret vote we don't know how each person voted. So, regardless, she was uh voted she was not voted out of her number 3 position and she lived to fight another day. But since then, there has been a very clear opposition between her and Kevin McCarthy and of course Trump. Like I don't think Anybody's confused on how she feels about Donald Trump. And that's, for the Republican Party, the issue. Apparently, Liz Cheney, after the first vote, was supposed to just move on and just start centering her messaging around basically everything else that the other Republicans are like how the election was fraudulent and how we need to, they need to, not we, but they need to fight the Democrats at all costs. Like that was supposed to be her message. She was supposed to take her lumps, learn her lesson and get on board with everything else that was going on. And Liz was like, I think y'all forgot who I am. It's going to be a no for me, dog. Anytime anybody asked Liz, it was messy because it would be like a, a press conference and Kevin McCarthy would come up and he would say one thing and then they would ask Liz Cheney a question and it would be the complete opposite. So at one press conference, they were like, you know, Donald Trump is, you know, the leader of the party. What's that about? And Kevin McCarthy be like, yeah, ain't it great? And then they would ask Liz. I mean, no sooner than he would step away from the podium, they would ask Liz. He didn't even leave the podium. Liz was standing behind him. 
They said, hey, Liz, what do you think about Donald Trump being the face of the party? And she was like, I don't like it at all. And that's that. Like, very clear there was a division between the number one and the number three. Like, you could see it. It wasn't hard to spot. And it it continued. Like, it, it didn't die down. Liz Cheney, any time she was asked about how she felt about the former president, told her truth. She said what she felt. She didn't waver. And that was the problem. That's the problem for a lot of Republicans. And so now she's being painted as pretty much the divisive one. She can't keep the party together if she can't get on board with the party. At first, it's Kevin McCarthy saying that, you know, she's, it's not even about like her voting for impeachment and all of that stuff. It's not even about that. It's about the fact that she can't unite the party and, you know, there's no trust there's no trust in the one person who's actually telling the truth. Um, so he's putting it on he's putting it on the conference now, like, oh well, listen. They can they can vote. It's gonna be up to the voters. Hey, do you feel that, you know, Liz should keep her roles in the Republican? That's for the that's for the conference to decide. That's for the conference to decide. They'll vote. So at this point now he's not even taking up for her anymore. And we know why. We know we know why, Kevin. It's because the former president is gunning for her. Like he wants her out. He's already said he's gonna support whoever runs for her. He'll probably go and try to support and find someone to run against her just for the heck of it. Like, she's been on his list from jump. Y'all know he don't like women like that anyway. And she had the audacity to be number three. So not only is she a woman, but she's a woman in power. And then she don't shut her mouth. Woo! That's that's his trifecta right there. Y'all know he don't like those three. He don't like those three things, so... She been on his list from jump. And Kevin McCarthy knows, just like the rest of the Republicans, that he's leading the party right now. He is running the party. There is this crazy blind loyalty to this crazy man. And he knows that if he wants to stay in power like everyone else, He's going to have to go along with it. He can't keep going to Mar-a-Lago to beg and plead and all that stuff. Like He has to make a very clear-cut separation between himself and Liz Cheney, and that's what he's done. He was even at Fox News. He was caught on quote-unquote hot mic, you know, when a person don't remember or know that they're mic'd or they don't think the mic is on. They say some crazy stuff. Apparently, he was asked the question, and he was like, I've, ha- I've had it with her. I've had it with her. Like, there's no trust. I, okay, Kevin, like, whatever. This is the same man who basically said that the former president told him, well, I guess they're more upset about the election results than you are. And now he's like, oh, what? I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if that happened. He, no trust, no trust, he says. So now there is a contender for 
Liz's spot, Elise Stefanik. She is going to be basically putting her hat in for that spot. No one else is really gunning for it. So at this point, it's believed that Liz is going to lose that spot to Elise. And I think it's so funny how they're doing it, right? They're going to let another woman, another congresswoman, bring up the vote, right? And then they're going to let, I say let because they know what they're doing. They're going to let another woman take Liz Cheney's spot. That's so they can be like, what? We're not sexist. This is not about her being a woman at all. Look at these other women who don't agree. But yeah, okay, cool, whatever. I ain't going to say it's sexist. I'm just going to say it's sexist. Anyways, so Elise wants to roll. Another woman's going to raise the vote. The vote's going to happen. It's very likely that Liz is out. And at this point, I think, Liz has made it clear that, listen, this job is cool and all, but like, I don't want it if I have to get up here in front of y'all and lie. Like, it's not worth it to her. And I can respect that. Like, I I couldn't get up every day and continue to say something I absolutely don't believe. Like, Liz does not believe that the election was stolen. She doesn't believe in the big lie. She's like, she's not down with that. She's not down with that at all. So she's like, listen, if y'all feel like the best way to keep the party together is to keep going on with this lie, then maybe I don't need to be in this role because it's not for me. And I can respect the person that can say that. I can respect the person that can say that. So at this point, it appears... It appears that she is more focused on that 9-11 style commission that is supposed to be bipartisan, that is supposed to be looking into the events that happened on January 6th. Now, let's talk about what's going on with that commission. (laughs) So, remember Nancy Pelosi announced that she, you know, would be putting this commission together or whatever. And everybody was like, yeah, do it for real. And then she was like, okay, cool. Like these are going to be the terms. So I think it's going to, it was, it's supposed to be like 11 people. Four of them would have been Democrats and three of them would have been Republicans. I might have that wrong, but either way, because the Democrats are the majority it would have been more Democrats than Republicans, which would happen normally anyway, especially if Republicans were in power. But they were like, no, 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 we think it should be even. Like, that's not fair. It's never fair when it comes to them. That's not fair. We think it should be even, blah, blah, blah. We don't want anyone who's in Congress to be on it. Okay, blah, blah, blah. So they had all of these demands. They were at a stalemate for a while. And then finally, Nancy was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'll give into these demands. All of them except for one. Which is the most important. And I'm glad she's not giving into it because it's stupid. 
they feel like not only should the commission look into the events of the insurrection and that day and everything that led up to that, these people want to look into BLM and Antifa and the protests that went on the summer prior. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with these people? What in the actual world is wrong with these people? Black Lives Matter and Antifa is not tearing up the Capitol. Like, and I know they want to be like, well, we they need to look into what happened at Portland. I can I can almost guarantee you it weren't Black Lives Matter. And probably weren't Antifa either. I don't know. Sometimes they can get a little rowdy. But I can I can guarantee you that it probably wasn't either of them. It probably was some peaceful protesting going on. Maybe it was a little hot and heavy around the government buildings. But anytime that you put militarized police and National Guard anywhere where there's a gathering of people, it almost seems like every time it's going to be some ish. Anyways, whatever. Look into that, but not as part of this commission. That doesn't even need to be anywhere near this commission. What we're talking about here is the insurrection. What led up to the insurrection? That's it. That's all that needs to be looked into. No distractions. Because we know why they want distractions. We know that they don't want anyone looking into what they did. How they are a part of the insurrection so they want to send the focus to hither and tither and everywhere mitch mcconnell and kevin mccarthy they want us looking everywhere but where we need to be looking and that's the issue so liz cheney's like yeah listen i'm on board with the commission and i also agree we don't need to be looking at blm and antifa in the summer before no we only need to be looking at this res insurrection day so good job liz it that's all i got for you i don't stand with anything else liz cheney does keep in mind now liz cheney is very very conservative 94 percent of the time has voted with the former president when it comes to policy 94 percent of the time has voted with the president. Elise Stefanik, her numbers is low. She would technically be considered a moderate. She technically has always, I guess, been considered a moderate, especially for the people that know her from back in the day. But she has rode that Trump train into crazy. And she's one of those people that realizes that it's make or break, basically. Either you're on the Trump train or you're getting rolled over by the Trump train. Like, look at how everybody else is going down. Mitt Romney is not Mr. Utah anymore because he went against Trump. Liz Cheney of the Cheney's father, two-term vice president, 
Dick Cheney, Liz Cheney of the Wyoming Cheneys, is about to be pushed out of her spot as number three Republican. All her life, conservative, to the point of always voting, basically, with the former president, is being kicked out of her position, not because of policy, not because, oh, she doesn't stand for what I believe in, but because she won't say that Donald Trump won an election he didn't win. Because she refuses to not hold him accountable for an insurrection that he calls like she's being kicked out of her position. Once again, a person that vote with Donald Trump 94% of the time is not somebody that I agree with, obviously. But come on now, like it's just the hypocrisy. It's the hypocrisy of it all. Republicans don't really show any real plans. They just going against the Democrats and vibes. That's all they got. Culture wars and vibes. That's all they got. So it's like for you to actually go against the person who voted with this president when it comes to policies, which is what we should be looking at. But she just doesn't really care for him as a person. Like it's a popularity contest at that point. It's like, what are we doing here? It's like, what are we trying to get done? It's like, what are we passing? It's like, give me more than, oh, they don't support abortion. Give me more than, oh, like, build a wall. Like, give me more than that. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? When the current president is trying to give help to people so that they can have child care and paid time off and better infrastructure and money to go to school and the number one Republican in the Senate, the minority leader, Mitch McConnell goes on TV and when asked about all of this drama within his party goes, my only Not my number one, not my top. My only priority right now is to block everything that President Biden is trying to do. What are are y'all really doing? Because President Biden is trying to help people. President Biden is trying to help people. And you're only priority the only thing you're trying to do is block everything child care free school preschool infrastructure bridges water broadband elder care you trying to block everything Come on, come on. It's the hypocrisy for me. And people will continue to vote. People will continue to vote against their own interests because they are so concerned about what a woman who they don't even know, probably would never even meet, wants to do with her own body. Because people of God, we're Christians. 
But you have a current president who's actually trying to help the children that you want these women to bring into this world. And you're like, no, what? Vote for that? Uh Uh-uh, what? Ew. But make that woman have that baby. And whatever happens after that, who cares? Yeah, that's why... (laughs) That's why we're in dire straits. The Republican Party has not represented the majority of Americans since like the 90s. That was decades ago. I know we'd look at the 90s and we'd be like, girl, that was the other day. But no, the 90s was decades ago. And they haven't support, they have not basically been the popular party for decades. They don't represent the majority of the people for decades. But their minority rule is strong. And it has been because they know how to play the game. When they needed more senators, they split up states, and then they added them as states, okay? They split up the Dakotas. And then they added the Dakotas and Wyoming and all of those in so they could get Republican senators. even goes back to the three-fifths compromise that, oh my God, I couldn't believe. In Tennessee, I think it was, a state senator or a state rep gets up and says that the three-fifths compromise was to help slaves be counted as people. It wasn't bad. It was helpful to the slaves. No, no, no! The three-fifths compromise. And I know a lot of us like to go, well, well, we were only counted as three-fifths of a person. And I saw this excellent thread on Twitter where basically the person who wrote the tweet said, we weren't counted as three-fifths of a person. We were zero. That three-fifths was actually added to white people. Why? Because we didn't have voting rights. So it's not like they were counting our votes like as three-fifths no they were basically adding three-fifths to the white population saying not only do the black people not account for anything but we're going to make you one and three-fifths because that's going to give you the power to have more representation as southern states. Congress has been in a death grip ever since. And that's why we see minority rule that is fighting in every single way to stay in power as they continually get less and less popular. That's why you see all of these voting rules for a lie that they know is not true. Those people know it's not true. 
That's why you see hidden in those bills basically states saying, hey, if an election happens and we don't really like the results of the election, we'll just overturn it. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that, but the Georgia law explicitly says that. That basically, if what happened in the last election when Brad Raffensperger said, I stand by this election, this was a safe election, it was uh, free, it was fair, it was legal, it was everything that elections should be, but Donald Trump just won. The state can literally be like, hey, sir, get to the back of the bus. We're going to handle this. And if they don't like the results, they can be like, no, we're not, we're not going to accept this. And in a state as close as Georgia was, they would have been able to do that. And now that they've written it into law and it's been signed by the governor, they could do that. With any election that is super close, that could be contested, they're going to do that. And Republicans want to stop everything that Joe Biden is trying to do. So, woo child, dire straits. The U.S is in dire straits like i can't even believe it i can't believe it but i can't believe it and everybody's like oh well we you know we can't have the republican party fall apart we need a strong two-party system and i'm like sure yeah like we need to have two parties to bounce ideas sure sure but like It doesn't matter if that party is just like throw democracy out the window. Like we need a a strong second party that deals with facts, not fictions. Like we need a strong second party that's like, yeah, girl, like elections are real. Like what, (laughs) what can we do with a strong party that doesn't accept facts as truths. Like what can we what can we do with that? And that's where this Republican Party is going. Outside. They're going outside. It's embarrassing. Are you not embarrassed? I'm with Mitt Romney, and I don't think I would have ever said that at any time, you know, Mr. Binders of Women. I don't think I'd ever said that, but I'm with Mitt Romney. Aren't y'all embarrassed? Anyways, thank you guys for listening this week to the podcast, Did You Hear the News? I hope you guys had a wonderful Mother's Day and I hope you're ready for another fun week because I know it's going to be real. So until the next time, take care.